Ooh, I love that song. Don't know why I've done a Canadian howl. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a radio DJ, by the way. I just legitimately thought it would be nice for you to get 30 seconds of a good song into your ears before you listen to my Yorkshire accent for a good 20 minutes. Anyway, in advance, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to my first ever podcast episode. Um, I'm just going to warn you, I do apologise for all the erms and the verbal glitches. Um, most of all, just taking this moment to say and remind you, don't forget to leave comments, good or bad, all about the feedback. just want to get better so I can help you guys even more with the information I'm putting out there. Anyway, I'll let you crack on with the main content, so enjoy, and I will leave you to it. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to Muscle Queen Weekly. This is my first ever podcast, so thank you very much for tuning in to my first ever episode. Really excited about getting this podcast started, actually. It's something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. The main reasons I've wanted to do it is because, A, I'm just very passionate about helping people, and B... I just always get asked so many questions about how I look, the way I look, how I train, the way I do, and how do I eat. So I figured if I start up a podcast and talk about all those elements, then you guys have always got um, a point of contact to come back to or something to listen to um, when you're in times of need or whatever. So... Just to give you some information as to who I am and what I do, my name is Rian Francis and I'm a personal trainer based in Leeds. So I've been doing this for just short of two years now and previously to my personal training career, I actually trained as a professional contemporary dancer for four years and I actually realised within that time I was more in love with the fitness side of things and getting stronger and just pushing for 100% every single day. So after I graduated um, from my dancing days, I started to work for a gym company and then I got promoted to a team leader role within that time. And as a team leader, if you um, if you have an idea of what that entails, it involves coaching and um, helping people improve their performance. So I actually came to love that feeling of helping other people and I thought, is there something that I can do to mix both fitness and helping people? Well, of course. It's personal training. So that's how I've got to um, where I am today. I started my qualifications, got trained up, and here I am a few years later um, coaching people on how to improve the quality of their lives, educating them on fitness, health, mindset, and everything in between, and just being um, that person that they're accountable to. So enough about me. Let's get back onto today's topic. So episode number one, I thought I'd kick things off with a Q&A. Now, I got an amazing question from a lovely lady that trains in the same gym that I work in, Sue Scholes. So, Sue, thank you very much for um, an awesome question to kick things off with this podcast. So, here we go. So, Sue just basically wanted to know how um, females in particular, well, females only because they're the only ones that deal with this. (laughs) So, how you can optimise your cycle um, how can you how you can optimize your training around the female cycle, sorry, and also how it how it would affect your training as well as your moods. Now, this is something that previously I used to neglect or just not really pay attention to. I used to just give a hundred percent every single time, and then there'd be weeks I'd feel so weak and I'd be like, What on earth is wrong with me? 
And until I actually learn what was going on hormonally, how the female cycle affects things, it's, I was stupid for being like that. Um, so if anything, guys, all I'm going to try and do today is just simplify the female cycle down for you and just give you some tips and guidance as to how you can optimize your training around your cycle, as well as educate you on how your moods can be affected from your cycle as well. So let's get into it. There are four parts of the female cycle that essentially fall into two main phases. So these are the follicular phase and the luteal phase. So within these phases, that's where menstruation and ovulation occurs. So essentially, throughout the cycle, your body's experiencing fluctuations in hormones to adapt to the changes internally. Um, those themselves can present certain difficulties throughout the cycle, which what I'm going to do today is just break those down and give you some tips on how to optimize your training around those times or those difficulties that might occur. Now, um, if you do have healthy periods and they're very regular, this podcast is for you. But if you do have very irregular periods, um, then unfortunately you'll have to wait until I do a little bit more research because this is just based on a very healthy and frequent period. Um, I know that there might be loads of ladies out there that are taking contraception that interrupts your cycle um, or you might have hormonal imbalances. If that's yourself, hold fire until I've done some more research. Okay, moving on. So let's get things started by talking through the cycle and then within that phase I'll talk about um, how you can adapt your training to make the most of it. So the first part of the cycle I'm going to discuss is menstruation. So this falls within the follicular phase. Um, menstruation is also known as part of a period where you're bleeding. Yep, we're going there. <laughs> Get over it. So on average, that lasts between four and seven days. The last part of your follicular phase is basically the womb getting ready um, for the egg, which leads into ovulation. So overall, your follicular phase covers around 14, 15 days of the cycle. So let's say days one to 14. So within that phase, females tend to be stronger. You're primed to use carbohydrates as a fuel. Your metabolism does slow down slightly and your estrogen, which is a hormone, increases significantly. So... What does that mean and how can it affect your training or how can you adapt your training sorry, to take advantage of that? Um, essentially, the fact that you're going to be stronger within that phase, just take advantage of it. So increase um, the amount of weight training within that time. So over a period of two weeks, build the intensity. So essentially, over those two weeks, you're building up to a high-end percentage of your sort of max weights. Now, when it comes to your training, incorporate more strength and hypertrophy work in particular. So um, apologies, if you don't know what hypertrophy means, it's just a posh word for muscle building. So incorporate more strength and hypertrophy work, um, build the intensity over the two weeks, and you can actually afford to increase your carbohydrates slightly due to the fact that you're primed to use them as a fuel. Again, if you do have healthy periods and you are really into your training, you can try and program around your period. It's not something that I do. Um, I've got a coach that does my programming um, and it's not something that we feel is necessary. Um, but if it does affect things in a particular way, then maybe things will change. But I just use my cycle as a guide now to sort of identify where I am and how it will actually affect my training 
and whether I need to push it a little bit harder or whether I need to just back off a little bit. So immediately after your follicular phase is ovulation. So that falls at the end of the follicular phase and the beginning of your luteal phase. So within the time that you're ovulating, this is actually the time when females tend to be the strongest. So you can take advantage of that. But with that being said, um, this is also um, a critical point in terms of a hormone called relaxing. So within ovulation, um, this hormone relaxing increased significantly. Relaxing pretty much does exactly what it says in the tin and it just relaxes your joints. So that actually increases the risk um, of injury due to much more lax in the joints when you're working out. So just be really careful when you're pushing the weights. That being said, throughout ovulation, you just need to make sure that you control the intensity a little bit more, um, really dial in on your technique execution. Not to say that any other time that you shouldn't control your technique, but more so because of how your joints are with a little bit more lax in them, just really make sure everything's controlled and your execution of your technique is spot on. Um, you can increase the intensity slightly, but not the impact. Um, so the impact of that workout, um, that's basically referring to sort of plyometric work, so jumping and vice versa. So jumping with slightly more relaxed joints wouldn't be a great idea. Again, this is something that's very individual. It's not something that I deliberately avoid within my, within my um, training. Um, I'll still try and attack all my workouts, but if I feel a little bit sensitive in my joints, I'll just back off and I'll slow things down. So you don't have to remove it. You can just reduce it or just slow the movement down. Or if you are very, very susceptible to um, tender joints around that time, you can just take them out. So where we are now, we've just talked through the follicular phase. So we've gone through that. So we've gone through menstruation and we're starting ovulation. So at the back end of your ovulation, now that leads into your luteal phase. So within this phase, you are primed to use fat as a fuel. Ladies, sorry. Um, you have a higher metabolism. Physiologically, you're actually primed to lose fat, but psychologically, you're primed to eat. I'm sure we can all relate to this, even me. There's, there's been months where I've been like, oh my God, I am like a bottomless pit. And then I realise what time of the month it is. I'm like, oh God, rain it in, rain it in, Rianne, come on. Anyway, um, at this point within the luteal phase, so within the last week of your cycle, actually, actually within your luteal phase, sorry, relaxing it is at its highest point. Um, progesterone also increases significantly, so... What can we do to sort of adapt to that? Lower the intensity, but you can increase the volume within the session. So just because the volume's increasing doesn't mean that the intensity will. So just bring the weights down and push the volume within that session. Um, if your joints do feel very unstable due to the relaxing being at its highest, just go to machine work rather than free weights. So that would be as simple as going from a dumbbell chest press on a bench within the free weights area to move into a fixed machine. So the chest press where you're on a seat and you're just driving the handles in front. So making simple moves like that will really save your joints. Again, it's not applicable to everybody. It's not something that I've ever had to do. Um, but it has something that I, it, it is something that I have noticed previously when I've been training that my joints do feel a little bit more unstable. But if they are very unstable, if I was you, I'd go from free weights movements to machine work just to reduce your chance of injury. Um, within this time, 
incorporate a little bit more conditioning work, um, low intensity steady state cardio, yoga if you do enjoy that as well. So you're pretty much looking at um, lowering the impact on the joints within this time just because of relaxing so high. Again, you can either just slightly reduce um, the impact of your workouts um, rather than just take it out altogether in terms of high impact stuff. So nutrition within this phase, what essentially you're looking to do is increase fiber and fats in your diet as within this point, um, carbohydrates will need to be lowered due to a high sensitivity towards those. So because at this point in your cycle, you're psychologically primed to eat. Now, I don't know about you. When I'm psychologically primed to eat, I want to go for the carbs. I'm like all in <laughs> every single time. But that normally tends to leading up to bloating, feeling puffy, and it's due to the sensitivity to the carbohydrates within this phase. So that being said, increase your fibre and your fats within your diets. With fibre in particular, right, I'm going to try and say this word. You're probably going to laugh when I try and say it. I'm going to put it on the dyslexia card. Here we go. Three, two, one. Increase cruciferous veg. I think that was right. Cruciferous. Sound like an absolute trap twat the the fact that I can't even say that properly but anyway increase cruciferous veg for the fiber intake um and fats in your diet and then just reduce the carbohydrates slightly you don't need to take them out but just reduce them slightly due to being slightly more sensitive okay so so far guys if you are getting confused I do apologize I am going to recap very very shortly but hold on for now so in the luteal phase as well, that's where we also come across PMS or PMDD. So a PMS, if you don't know what that means, it's premenstrual syndrome. And PMDD is just an extreme version of PMS. So PMDD stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Now, I actually know someone that suffers with PMDD. And at one point, I thought I was suffering with that. But it turns out it was just a very bad month for PMS. Um, now, with that in mind, PMS is very individual. Um, but if you do find it something that you struggle with every month, then I would just personally recommend invest some time and energy into finding ways to help control and reduce the severity of it um, because sometimes the quality of your life at that moment can just exaggerate your PMS symptoms. Um, I actually had an instance a couple of months ago, it was that time in the cycle but I'd completely forgotten, I was just driving home, parked up the car, listening to my favourite album and a song, certain song comes on and I, I have no idea why, like I just burst out into tears like absolutely sobbing I you would have thought that I just ran over a squirrel or a rabbit or something or that someone had died like absolutely sobbing and then go go into go into my house and just like why 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 do I feel like this and like four days later come on I'm like oh that's why but reflecting back on it my quality of life at that moment in time mentally I just wasn't in the same place that I am now I had a lot going on and I think it just exaggerated my PMS symptoms so if you do find that um, within that time in your cycle that you just want to bite someone's head off or you're very irritable um, the fact that someone's breathing is pissing you off just just take a moment to assess how you are mentally because normally it's just a case of like stress and anxiety that exaggerates your PMS. Um, okay, so with that being said, stress management, it's a really great tool to help cool down your PMS symptoms. Um, 
There are natural remedy supplements as well, like rhodiola or ashtanga. So that's rhodiola or ashtanga. They're just natural remedy supplements that just help um, reduce the symptoms of anxiety and stress. It's something that I've never had to go to. Look those two up if you are interested in it, but I always try and avoid taking anything just to solve something. I'm the sort of person that I'll always try and just make sure that I am my best self mentally um, and physically before I outsource to something external to deal with what's going on internally. Everyone's different, but rhodiola or ashtanga, if you want to research it, knock yourself out. So if you do suffer with extreme levels of PMS, or if you think it's a case that you've got PMDD, then you do actually need to seek medical advice. The reason for that is it could be due to a hormonal deficiency of progesterone relative to estrogen. So those two hormones there, progesterone, progesterone sorry, and estrogen, they're the two main hormones that bounce off each other and fluctuate throughout your cycle. And if you do have a deficiency, and it leads to PMDD, um, the symptoms actually can be quite severe. So like I said before, I do know someone that suffers with PMDD and their symptoms are so severe that they're actually on antidepressants. So when they first got diagnosed with this, it was a case of a two-week cycle of antidepressants, whereas now it's like the whole month. Personally, I think there are other um, ways to try and manage that, especially now that um, we're getting more educated about how the hormones affect the body, but it shouldn't just be a case of, bam, take that medication, off you go. But that's just to give you some context as to how extreme the symptoms of PMDD can be. So if that is you, go and seek medical advice because it could be a deep-rooted hormonal deficiency that you're suffering with there. So to clarify <laughs> and wrap things up, I feel like I've just ran for about half an hour. Hopefully it hasn't been that long. So to clarify and wrap things up, when it comes to your cycle, days 1 to 14, you'll be stronger so use that, incorporate more weight training, especially strength and hypertrophy, and build the intensity over the two-week period to a high-end percentage. Um, increase the carbohydrates, as you're going to be primed to use that as a fuel. Um, and days 15 to 28, control the intensity, so bring the weights down slightly, but push the volume. Um, this is due to the fact that relaxing increases significantly, so you're going to be a little bit more unstable in those joints. So switch over to machine work if you need to, or just be careful on the free weights um, exercises. In terms of nutrition within this phase, increase your fibres and your fats and decrease your carbs slightly due to your high sensitivity towards those. Again, if you're that individual that's never even sensitive to carbohydrates at all, kudos. I mean... I'd, I'd love to sort of be that person, but no, I'm not that at all. Um, anyway, opt for lower intensity conditioning and like steady state cardio sessions as well. Um, in terms of moods, if you suffer with PMS, look at ways that you can try and manage that. So look at your quality of your life at the time. So stress management, whether you've got a lot of stress at work, family, um, vice versa just look at managing that and incorporate things that you enjoy meditation vice versa just to cool things down um like I said before I'm not someone to take something just to deal with um a symptom but you have got rhodiola or ashtanga which are natural remedies um to try and alleviate um panic anxiety and 
stress symptoms. Um, if your PMS is extreme, go and get yourself checked out just to check that you haven't got hormonal deficiency between progesterone and estrogen. Like I said, once I give you the context of how bad PMDD can be, you just want to make sure that um, hormonally everything is being done as optimal as it can be with it being in balance. I'm starting to ramble now. But anyway, hopefully you guys feel like that was clear and simple enough for you to understand. And if you feel like you can't for the life of you remember anything of what I've just spoke about, I know because I do it all the time in today's podcast, please send me an email at rcf.training101 at gmail.com. And what I'll do is I'll send you a sheet with all this information and a clear breakdown of the phases of your cycle and what to optimize within each phase. So thank you again, guys, for tuning in. Just use this information as a guide to structure your training or just give you a little bit more education as to why you might be smashing out some personal bests in the gym or why you might be feeling like, um, I don't know, a duck with a cat on its back and just completely unstable and just can't even lift any weights for shit. So um, there you go. If you've got any questions that you want me to cover over the next couple of weeks, then by all means, again, please feel free to get in touch. I've enjoyed doing this first episode and hopefully you guys will have much more, many more topics, sorry, for me to discuss um, over time. For me, that's it. I'm going to go outside and enjoy the sun whilst it's still here because it is England and you never know when it's going to put its hat on. So have a great day, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave reviews, comments, good or bad. I want to get better and I want to educate you guys as much as possible so I can help you out. All the best and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye-bye.